Welcome back to the Ice Coffee Hour. Our name is Ketchup, please. So far, the Ice Coffee Hour has made $193,000. It's probably made about one ninety nine. Yeah, it has. That's a great guess. What a beautiful introduction. Thank you guys so much for making it out here. Thank you. Where did you travel from? I traveled from... University of Miami, but uh, we're both from Wisconsin. Great state of Wisconsin. Wow. Nice. Alex, yeah. is this why you uh, you picked him? Picking favorites. You know we got to have uh, you know Wisconsin representing <laughs> out here. <laughs> so, hey, go Bucks. This is entirely different from anything else that we have done. Um, I've always been a fan of Shark Tank. And recently we partnered with Carrot, uh, who does a credit card, to do this like creator sort of event where we get pitched ideas. And I thought that was so fun that I wanted to try one on this channel here. And so we have you guys who flew all the way here. We've never met before, and you're going to pitch me your product. Um, just take it away. And all of this is real, by the way. So if, if it's good, I'll actually invest my own money, and we'll, we'll figure out the details afterwards. It'll but. be good. All right, let's yeah. let's hear it. My name is Evan Lampsa. My name is Reed Kastner Lang, and, and we're we the, are the co-founders of Ketchup Please LLC. All right, so we want to start with the most common question we get, which is why ketchup. And the answer is pretty simple. In 2015, I had open heart surgery to fix a congenital heart defect, and no, that alone didn't make me think, oh, I should create ketchup. But uh, fast forward three years, I was sitting across the table just like this from my father, and he's like, hey, could you pass the ketchup, please? And we thought. Well, it'd be pretty funny if you named a ketchup brand Ketchup Please because everybody would say Ketchup Please Please every time they asked for it. So I had the idea to create healthier foods for heart patients and then uh, eventually I had the name of Ketchup Please. And fast forward a year from there, I had started assembling uh, kind of the things to do it. So I started a business, uh, you know, started making some recipes and I got a call from Reed one day, August of 2018, and he's like, hey, I hear you think of starting a ketchup business. And I'm like, well, kind of. And he was like, well, I want in. So uh, as they say, the rest is history, and uh, we'll get into kind of how it developed from there. So now you may be wondering what even is the problem with ketchup or the ketchup industry in the first place, and I'm going to show you. I'm guessing it's it's got to be health reasons, right? Because that's what he just yeah. said. So, yeah, sodium, right? <laughs> so this is this yeah. is Heinz right here, America. Sure, right? Yeah. Yep, Heinz is made up of about 20% added sugar alone. Heinz, as you know, is the number one ketchup in America. It takes up about 80% of the market. And Ketchup Please has no added sugar. Along with that, Ketchup Please is 80% less carbs, 37% less sodium, only five calories, and it's USDA organic, all without compromise on flavor. This is the amount of sugar that's in a ketchup bottle? Yeah. Yes. And that. it's actually high fructose corn syrup. That's just to illustrate. But Wow. All right, so we just wanted to briefly discuss the value proposition that uh, Ketchup Please has. Ketchup Please is the furthest left over there. Um, and as you can see, we're not the cheapest, but compared to our competitors, we're actually right in line. That's Primal Kitchen, G. Hughes, and True Made. Um, now, the most important thing, though, is not only uh, are we the only organic, no sugar added, and sweetened ketchup in the world, uh, we actually, again, as Reed alluded to, we don't compromise on taste, which again, at the end of this presentation, you'll be able to try our product and see it for yourselves. But, uh, you know, a lot of brands can have things that are really healthy and cool, but if it doesn't taste good, nobody's going to buy it. So now let's get into kind of who our team is and who we are. So technically Evan and I are the only members currently of the business, um, but we have some high school friends and students like Isaac and Ariana pictured there who help us at some fairs and festivals and farmers markets and sampling in stores. But honestly, like from the beginning, this has been a team effort from, you know, graphic designers. We have a great graphic designer. We have um, all of our retailers really kind of have supported us along this, this whole way. And so it's, it's really a, a full on team effort. So I wanted to briefly discuss traction. Uh, we're in almost 80 retailers now. Now at the beginning of 2021, we were only in 15 retailers. So we have had very large growth in 2021. 2020 is pretty brutal, as it was for a lot of people. Um, but up here, we have some logos of just some of the retailers we're in and the Wisconsin State Fair, we are, where we are a proud member of the Wisconsin Products Pavilion. So now we'll get into some of the opportunities that we're looking to pursue. So we've actually explored a lot of these opportunities, but we haven't been able to fully pursue them due to inventory constraints. So as you can see on the left, those are some of our e-commerce strategies that we want to go into, Shopify, Amazon, and Thrive. Um, Whole Foods and Erewhon are two grocery store chains that reached out to us, but we didn't really pursue due to inventory constraints and pricing. So, And then on the right, we have UNFI, who is a natural foods distributor to um, 
uh, grocery stores throughout the country, U.S. Foods, which services restaurants throughout the country, and CertCo, which is a smaller food distributor servicing about 300 stores throughout Wisconsin and the Midwest. So product development, this is where it gets fun. So we have our original flavor, which is organic and no sugar added. We have our smooth heat version, which is coming out in the next two to three months. We have that formulation pretty much all set, ready to go. And then we actually have a doge sauce, which is a ketchup and mustard combination that I think is really going to take ketchup please to the moon. So let's get to the bottom line here. Now, keep in mind, these are just uh, graphics of our financials. We, we have a more in-depth analysis as well. However, if you look on the left there, you can see uh, our total revenue type and type versus year. Uh, so the majority of our income, uh, especially in 2021, came from events and retail as we expanded, uh, again, from 15 to 78 retailers. Uh, but as we expand into 2023, 2024, and 2025, hopefully with an investment, we'll be able to captivate uh, on scaling uh, channels such as retail, food service, and e-commerce. As you can see over time, uh, events become less and less a portion of our revenue just because it's extremely difficult to scale those, and it's a lot easier to scale retail, e-commerce, and food service. So continuing the financials, um, this is just projected revenue versus net profit every year. Now, for 2019, 2020, and 2021, we maintained a 30% profit margin, net profit. Uh, last year, we did 60000 in revenue and 20000 in profit. And we expect to continue that over time as we have economies of scale. So even if our price decreases, we'll be able to maintain that margin. And by 2025, with an investment, we expect to uh, do $260,000 in net profit. So based on all of that, in order to get our costs down and expand into some of these new opportunities, we are asking for $100,000 in exchange for 20% in ketchup, please. So... We just wanted to briefly discuss, too, where those funds will go. 50% of that will be going into inventory, and again, the economies of scale that come with more inventory. There's a lot of opportunities out there that we actually haven't been able to capture, mainly because we don't have the inventory to do it. 10% uh, of that's going to go into product development, so your smooth heat flavor, doge sauce, uh, developing those, that's 10% of the funds. 20% of it's going to go into marketing, that's predominantly on e-commerce, maybe a little bit of retail. And then 20% of that's going to be expansion. What expansion covers is as we expand into new retailers, new markets, there's costs and things that come up that we simply can't account for. So that will help basically give us uh, an edge uh, to make sure that we can expand uh, efficiently into new retailers and markets. And with that, Reed, what do you think? Try some ketchup, please. All right, yeah, let's try it. Let's try it. All right. I used to love ketchup as a kid. I would put ketchup on everything. Really? Yeah, so you'll be a good critic. Like, yeah, I would put it on broccoli. I'd put it on eggs. You put it on broccoli? Yeah, I put so, on eggs. I put on Who eggs. puts it on broccoli? Good. I liked it. Yeah, oh, I love ketchup broccoli. broccoli. Ketchup I mean, and yeah. broccoli. Especially once you try it. So not only do we have KP here, we're putting it to the test. That's a nice sound. We're putting it to the test with normal Heinz here. We got no sugar added Heinz, and then we got one of our biggest competitors down there as well. It looks like the Heinz uses like a like a really red food coloring in there. Yeah, it looks pretty unnatural. Actually, right. I think they do. There might be food dye. Um, oh, you brought chicken? Wow. No, we brought potato wedges. Oh, oh my wow. gosh! Yeah, yes. You just won over Graham's or Jack's yes. heart. Yes. Okay. I was gonna as a joke say if you guys had any fries. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Walmart treated us very well today. Wow. Alex, you got to try some of this too. Yeah. Oh, actually, they sent me some. Yeah, he's tried it already. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. right. Don't okay. tell him. Don't tell him what you Yeah, think. I wanted to vet them, you know? Got to had to put it to the test. Graham, what are you doing on your phone? phone? Graham, oh, phone call. I got dude. Alex, okay, so we had a, guys, we had yeah, a conversation. Yeah. Jack and I had a conversation we, about we this had a serious right before this. Today. And we agreed that anytime we do a podcast, we're confiscating your phone, Graham. Right. It needs to be yeah. confiscated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you go it gets cut out of every episode. Every right. time you go on your phone, it gets cut. Sounds All right. like a good point. All right, so normal ketchup, please, is the biggest grouping there. Okay. And then the rest of it is our competitors. All right, so I'm going to try. Well, I don't, I don't want to try that, that one for. I know. And you might want to, in between it, you should probably drink some water, cleanse your palate. Like, mm. sometimes it's. All right, let me try. I'm going to try yours first. I, I know what ketchup tastes like. I don't know what ketchup please tastes like, though. It's a moment of truth. Mm. Wow. I mean, Heinz is good. <laughs> I like Heinz. Okay. Try ketchup, please. Yep. All right, so you 100% taste better than your competitor. 100%. Yeah, that's, okay. our, that's the main health-conscious competitor. It's not, as, it's not as tasty. 
hundred percent. So that that's easy for me. We no. took we took eighty eight batches our junior year of high school. We were developing it. And we'd bring these little two ounce cups to school and yeah, have like a little survey blanket. Yeah, you know, like all the kids and teachers try it till we got it. It's tough with the Heinz because it has that flavor that I'm used to, yeah. and it has that sweetness. I get you know. Like that tangy. It, it has a tanginess to it. We got to thank our sponsor, Morning Brew. Graham, I waste so much time just aimlessly scrolling on my phone. There has to be a more productive way to spend my time. There is. It's called Morning Brew. Morning Brew is a free daily newsletter that could get you up to speed on business, finance, and tech news in just five minutes. Traditional news could be so dense and boring, but Morning Brew's articles are witty, relevant, and also super informative. I recently learned in a Morning Brew article how exactly the Federal Reserve hikes interest rates and what that means for me as as an investor. And that's just one of many things I've been able to learn through Morning Brew's easily digestible articles. Real talk, guys. I'm going to go off script for a second, but I have been reading Morning Brew now for, I think, almost three years. I get the email every single morning, and without exaggeration, I open up probably like 80% of them, and they've really helped it a lot with my video planning, with concepts, with new ideas. I would highly recommend it. And you are doing a disservice if you are not signing up for them down below in the description. It is, it is the freest thing that you could get besides a podcast, and it takes you just like 20 seconds. So it would mean a lot to us. If you go ahead and do it, we'll be able to read the same email every single morning. All you got to do is sign up for free at morningbrewdaily.com slash ICH or use the link down below in the description. Once again, that's morningbrewdaily.com slash ICH and go sign up with that link down below in the description. Thank you so much, Morning Brew, and back, back to, to the, the podcast. podcast. When we did our research on this and we... uh we're doing the surveys, we found that people actually preferred some that complemented food rather than overpowered it. Now, with French fries, because French fries aren't inherently like amazing, you know, in taste, ketchup is a very good complement. But for a burger or something where you want a medley of flavors and not just an overpowering mm. sweetness from Heinz, ketchup, please, is preferred by cooks and chefs and people that yeah. really value uh, a natural flavor. And honestly, it comes down to trying it with like different foods too, because it's like we find that ours is like a mm. lot more versatile because a tomato, like people yeah. always say, tomato, like you can finally taste the tomatoes yeah. rather than just straight sugar and vinegar. That's good. Yeah, Sweet. I mean, between you and the competitor, a hundred percent is you. Okay, thousand. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> did you guys put? Uh, did you guys put sugar-free Heinz on there? Uh, we haven't tried that. We because that. Yeah. I think that would be a great comparison because we all know Heinz, right? But you guys are sugar-free. So I think one of the best comparisons that we could probably do is having that sugar-free Heinz. Heinz sugar-free. That's not good. <laughs> well, that's, so, so, so that's what we're saying. I don't like that. I can't believe that, pro, you know, that past QA at, at Heinz, you know? Yeah. I walked over to That's the house. worst one. That's what I'm saying. Like, he had, like, eight, ten different mm -hmm. ketchups, and we were trying them all, and we were like, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> like... So our, our goal is to be the best in the class. Best healthy ketchup. You know, when you go to the store, it's your go-to ketchup without compromise. If you want to veg out on Hunts or Heinz, go ahead. I mean, it's a quality product. Um, we're not going to say, you know, it's not a good product. But uh, if you're looking for something healthier and yeah. take 75% of the sugar out of there, um, KP is the way to go. So how long have you two known each other for? Fifth grade. We played football together. Yeah, I yeah, went to yeah. different elementary schools and middle school together and high school and high school and... And how old are you now? 19. 19, yeah. You go to college? Uh, I go to the University of Miami. and Yeah, I went to the University of Miami last year, but I dropped out just because school wasn't really for me. So. Nice. Now I'm just managing the business in Wisconsin and getting into some uh, real estate stuff. So. Yeah. How much time do you spend on it? Because you're the one without, uh, without the schooling right now. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I pretty much split my time between that and, and real estate because, honestly, a lot of the, the – the bottleneck of all of this, no pun intended, has been getting to that next level so we can get to those new opportunities. So a lot of my time is spent just servicing our current retailers. Obviously, we have a lot of farmers markets coming up and events starting in May. So I'm doing those and then reaching out to new stores and, and adding new retailers. Got it. And if you're trying to add new retailers, but at the same time you've been reached out by other big retailers, like you mentioned there, Erewhon, why did you not go with Erewhon when you guys had that connection? Uh, we don't have the capacity. Um, and I'll be honest, you know, we produce in Wisconsin, we do everything, and as you know, with freight rates going up, shipping out to Los Angeles is not the most efficient right now. So ideally, you know, we would central uh, production and logistics somewhere in like Kansas City or Dallas at a larger facility, um, which we've talked to. Uh, but right now it's Hudson and 
it just didn't make sense at the time with the volumes we were doing and the freight rates. You know, a pallet was you know three thousand dollars to ship out there. It it didn't make any sense. So mm-hmm. that's why I mean. They reached out to us. We went through the whole process with them. Um, but the West Coast retailers right now are a little bit more difficult for us to get into. And they also want to sell it at a, a lower price. They're, they at want to a, buy it from you, sorry, at a at lower a, price. A similar price to what we do in Wisconsin. You know, we, we retail yeah. ourselves for five ninety nine. We go on sale for four ninety nine. Ideally we'd be at four ninety nine to go on sale for three ninety nine. Um, so obviously listen, it all comes down to manufacturing. We have a super solid co packer. He's small, he has I think seven or eight employees. Mm-hmm. Um but like he doesn't miss on a bottle. Like every bottle is perfect, but his labor cost is like relatively expensive. And so like we need to reach pretty high minimum order quantities in order to get that cost yeah. down, which will then allow us to get our cost down yeah. to, to yeah. increase our profit margin and be able so to reach how much stores. would it cost to get you an Erewhon? Um, what was the cost of manufacturing on that for you? Well, it wasn't so much the... So this this goes back to the overarching problem with chicken or the egg. Do you do supply first or demand first? And we found that actually it's usually supply. And so the the problem we we found, and we this was like last summer we were talking to them, is that when you ship out there, um, again it's it's really expensive. So we don't have the volumes to get to. We need to produce enough inventory at a, a low enough price that we can then ship it out at an affordable price. It was more like, well, we'll do a full production run that we normally would do for Wisconsin and then ship it out. But that's a full day and, you know, a full day is really expensive at, at a co-packer. Um, so for us, it's really, if we can get the supply there, if we can get inventory costs down, then it makes a lot more sense for a Whole Foods and Erewhon. We can say, hey, we have this ready in a warehouse ready to go. I mean, it has a shelf life of three years. So, mm-hmm. you know, at last, we have this ready to go. Now we can ship this out to you because we have our costs right. At that time, I'll be honest, shipping it there and getting it in their stores, the price probably would have been like 7 or $8 a bottle. And granted, it's more of a premium experience, but I don't know how many people yeah. would have bought it for 7 how or $8. How many bottles were they interested in buying? It didn't seem like there was enough of it for you to make it in that batch that would make sense Yeah, for them. well, typically uh, it, with retailers like them, and then we have re- a retailer named Sendix in Wisconsin. They have 17 stores, so relatively similar size. They usually order uh, a pallet to start. So uh, it's 120 cases or 1,440 bottles uh, for those doing math at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's usually like on a monthly basis. So, you know, with Sendix, we can almost do a pallet a month at a place we never really pursued before. Maybe it's a half pallet or a quarter pallet a month, but the most efficient freight weights rate is going to be a pallet unless you have a full truckload, which is you know 20 pallets of ketchup, which is way too much to start for them. Yeah. So. Do you have data on like customer return rates? For example, like they buy one and they go back and buy the next? Yeah, so we have data through Square and through our website. Obviously, when we sell to a, a retailer, they're not out there seeing yeah, who's yeah. returning. There's like, there's like certain statistics you can actually pay. Like you have to pay like $40,000 for this data that will basically, like they work with all the stores and they see how often people are actually like buying it off the shelf. But, you know, we can see how many... I guess how many cases we're selling to each store on a monthly basis. Yeah. So that's kind of more so what we go off of on the on the retail side. Yeah. And as far as farmers markets go, though, which are actually really easy to keep data on because mm-hmm. it's hand in hand, um, we actually see almost over a fifty percent customer retention rate. So the thing is, though, is some that's only tied to like a credit card. So if someone uses a credit card again on Square. It's like, hey, that's a repeat customer, and it gives you data on that. The people that pay cash, which is actually is a lot of people yeah. at farmers markets, we don't. We don't keep data on that. We probably should, but um, it, you know, it, we'd say that between that and our website, we do see a lot of repeat customers. In fact, I remember a month ago, I texted Rena, I'm like, "Hey, did you start the Facebook ads again? Because we stopped doing it. We didn't have the supply mm-hmm. because we had all these orders online." And I was, he's like, "No," and I look back, and they're all Cause, repeats. Yeah, because yes. we had been running ads uh, like two months ago, so that it was kind. Of, it was interesting how people like all kind of ran out of their ketchup like at the same time and then just like started ordering again yeah so like 10 to 15 orders at a time you mm-hmm. see and it wasn't solicited it wasn't like you know we we were doing any branding or you know promoting and it was just like hey yeah these are almost all repeat customers so that was pretty cool to see how long does a bottle of ketchup last uh so 20 for three years uh in that bottle no so i mean open, like if open. i buy it like what is the average person how long oh. does it take to empty that we, bottle I'd before say, they buy another I'd bottle? Say the average person about two months. I mean, some people will go through it in two days, but yeah, you know, one to two months. 
It seems like it would be better for you to pitch to like food trucks, restaurants, cafeterias, stuff like this, where they're using a high volume. Exactly. So that's a big thing. We're actually, we work with two restaurants. That's it. Two restaurants right now. But one of them is our leading like month over month purchaser. Um, So uh, the the big thing there is a lot of these restaurants are getting their Heinz or off-brand ketchup for super cheap like a dollar fifty two dollars a bottle whereas we're more so like four four dollars four twenty yeah. a bottle wholesale um, so you almost can't afford to do that sort of all can you what's the lowest you could get it down to you um, know so the, the absolute lowest given a quote we have right now to yeah. get down to is producing that bottle for two dollars and twenty cents that's the lowest we have right now cost wise so you know the thing is, you have to remember with restaurants too, is they're not reselling the product usually. Mm-hmm. The one we actually have is reselling it as well, which helps them. But they're not exactly, you know, they're not making a profit if they have fancier ketchup. Uh, but there is a marketing play that if we get the cost down low enough, that that margin can be made up made up at the and, uh, retail yeah. shop. And I guess it would help for you guys to know that our current cost per bottle is about three twenty. Yeah. So, you know, with getting that labor down with a bigger co-packer, we can get it like you know over a third of the cost down so yeah. so that's 320 including the cost of labor to package it yeah, and everything that's, that's tomatoes bottles all labor everything materials. all in except for shipping you know wherever it's going there's a little bit in there for that so like we've yeah. brainstormed a lot about the restaurants because there's a lot of these gourmet restaurants and we go we want to go to them and be like you have this gourmet food but you have the cheapest ketchup possible like it doesn't make it it's not lining up so that's definitely food service is a big channel that we want to hit the profit for last year uh it was it was seventeen thousand seven hundred and seventy seven dollars so almost twenty thousand dollars yeah well (laughs) we're in vegas you know um but uh yeah no we and you have to keep in mind last year we actually missed our two biggest months we missed july and september july we did like two hundred dollars in revenues is you know just online sales in september we missed almost all of it because we simply couldn't supply the product um between those, our biggest months are June and August, or they were last year. June, we did $15,000, and uh, August, we did $18,000. So you can imagine, you know, if July were even similar, we missed $15,000 in additional revenue, then September's probably half that, so another yeah, why, Why'd you miss those months? So <laughs> there's a lot of factors. We ran out of product, and so when you, like... Long, uh, long lead times with our call pack. The direct reason was tomato paste. Um, so what happens is there's the tomatoes are harvested in August, and then they're contracted out for the year. So if they run out, you know, of tomatoes uh, in July, well, you can't get more tomatoes until August and they're harvested again. So for us, we were talking to our tomato paste supplier and they're like, well, we don't have any uh, tomatoes until the August crop. We're like, okay. So we didn't even have the tomatoes to make our product. Uh, never mind the, we had the bottles and everything, but not the rest of the materials. Yeah. So how is that not going to be a recurring issue in the future? Uh, well, because we have more volume now with them, we can contract our purchases out with them so we're at least guaranteed a certain amount and that's again why we actually want to build up our inventory uh, because tomato prices are rising actually right now there's a drought if we bulk up on inventory again this lasts for three years you know in an ambient state uh we can get that cost down keep it there all the tomatoes you know we order in bulk we do it now and then for the next three years if if we don't run out or you know if we do it's not an issue uh going forward so that's again why we kind of want to bulk up now versus now we're kind of cash flowing and going day to day. You really think you could sell more in retail at Erewhon grocery stores than you could online? Just that's that's a that's a great question. Like we haven't we haven't even explored online that much because honestly, for the product that we've been able to produce, like we've been selling out to our stores, yeah. and in the months May through October, those farmers markets and and events like the Wisconsin State Fair, um, we did ten thousand in sales just in in those. 10 days so that was pretty insane so um but no i mean i think that e-commerce could definitely be huge so you're mentioning running the facebook ads how much was shipping for if if, let's say i'm on facebook and i buy one of these things what's the total cost on that so it depends so we have one bottle to five bottle options on our site and a case 12 bottle option so it's eight dollar flat rate shipping for one to five bottles all right so that's expensive if you just order one bottle you're spending sixteen dollars for yeah. one bottle of ketchup. Right. right. And so, so that's why, um, and I'm sure you've experienced this with bankroll, yeah. uh, bundles and different, you know, variations of our product, and, you know, ordering three at once for that price, you know, it's, it's divided among those uh, bottles. So 
the idea is that, yeah, ordering one bottle online, and we also haven't looked at Amazon, but Amazon's pretty expensive for that too, um, isn't, you know, the best value for us or the customer. But the, uh, the best possible value is usually in a bundle. So if we have smooth heat and doge sauce and you want to try all three, bundle those for three together. Now the shipping is whatever, eight divided by three is, you know, two something yeah. a bottle. Okay. Do you have any other flavors that you're coming out with? Yeah, yes. again, we have the... We have the smooth heat. Which just the right amount of spice. Yeah. Um, so we have try that. it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you have it with you. Oh, yeah. No, oh, we have cool. prototypes. Now, I, I do want to say to the FDA and the crowd, uh, you know, this was made in a prototype phase. This isn't like... So, so I could get like a disease from this. Well, then. you know, don't <laughs> please cause, don't sue us if you could do. Could cause like birth defects. You have to give me one of those, you know, Prop 65 warnings. Right yeah, no, yeah. May contain asbestos. Well, I just want to, I just want to say, you know, that's the reason we didn't bring out originally because those were obviously made in a, a food facility. These were not. These are prototypes. Whatever. We, do you like spicy things? No. Okay. So this isn't. This isn't like insane. Like All right. In the future, it. we want to come out with like. Yeah, he might think it's insane. We'll yeah, I'll try it. My grandma would think it was insane if you're watching Nani. Mm. No, it's not insane. No. That's good. Yeah, so that's, that's really even good. better than our main stuff. So, you know, our main thing, too, is like for restaurants. If I like that better. If we're not, not directly competing with Heinz, hey, we have a smooth heat option. That's kind of cool. You know, your customers are something that's really different. Good. Yeah, so that's really good. That's why we're doing that. We don't have a doge sauce with us because mustard. So across gosh. across all channels, like e-commerce, retail, and at, at the farmer's markets, if you're going to buy one, you're going to yeah. want to try two anyway. So, yeah. So, like, for our farmer's market, if you do one for six, two for ten, almost everybody. It's not, like, 20% more. It's literally, like, 75% of people are like, oh, I'm just going to buy two, even the normal flavors. Yeah. yeah. How are you going to expand this? Do you have any other, like, plants for relishes and mayonnaises and other condiments? So, we're starting, we're starting with ketchup and then smooth heat and doge sauce. But, honestly, barbecue is something that we really want to hit yeah. because that has even more sugar yeah. than, than ketchup. So, barbecue first and then... Honestly, get into kind of the whole condiments, please, idea and just mm -hmm. branch out. Yeah. The idea is that we develop a brand that is premium enough that if you're not at a cookout with our brand, whatever it's ketchup, please, or barbecue, please, whatever, it's like, really, man? It's almost like buying generic ketchup, um, which, you know, isn't, isn't a good move at a barbecue. So, you know, we develop the brand line. We have these cool flavors. Develop the brand that way. You know, it adds a lot of value for us and the consumer. What's the end goal? Uh, well, if you want the honest answer, the yeah. end goal is to be a big enough of, you know, of a pain in a larger brand that, you know, they'd probably buy us out. But honestly, you know, we're not banking on that. Our plan is just to keep growing it because, and Reed could attest this too, like when we're at the state fair, when we're at farmer's markets, we have so many people come up and they're like, wow, I've been looking for this because everything I've tried to taste bad or they haven't even, they didn't even know there's a healthier ketchup and you know yeah. everything it's yeah it's it's like it's almost a vehicle just to kind of help like our whole model has been to help foster a healthier and happier america so this is just like it's just the vehicle so being able to talk to people about what they're eating and things that they may have not even knew had 20 percent added sugar um it's kind of turned into a passion project at the same time for us <clears throat> Now, my biggest thing is what's stopping anyone else from, from copying this and just doing the exact same so thing? So the way I address that question is what stops Keurig Dr. Pepper from competing with Bankroll Coffee? Well, obviously, you have a very well-developed brand. You have kind of your, your morals and everything in line with that brand. But with us, again, not only we're organic, we're no sugar added, it tastes better, which you've already tried what the big competitors came mm -hmm. out with, and we already beat them. But it's the derivatives, and again, it's, it's developing the brand which we have done already, where it's premium enough, not super premium, premium enough that people want to buy it and they want to talk about it. It becomes a talking piece, you know, at someone's table, hey, that's not Heinz, it's not Hans, it's not, you know, generic Publix brand or whatever. What's that? You know, and people talk about it and we see it happen at farmers markets and festivals and everything. So it's kind of like okay, if somebody copied us, Go ahead. I, was just, I just wanted to point out, it's a catch-22 for Heinz. There's a reason Heinz No Sugar Added doesn't taste as good as Heinz because, and I know Coca-Cola has the Coke versus Coke Zero, mm -hmm. like debate the goat in this, but if Heinz No Sugar actually tasted as good as Heinz, then why would Heinz with sugar even exist? You know what I mean? If it were healthier. Um, so if they developed like a organic No Sugar Added brand and Kroger has it, you know, up in the, in the Midwest, you know, they do have that. Um, first of all, it doesn't taste as good. And second of all, it's counter to their main product. It takes sales away from that main product that they have. 
uh, the traditional sugar added and non-organic products. So we kind of fit in between there and we say, well, hey, if you want to do that, go ahead. But now you should go tell your consumers, which would be a benefit, you know, this would help everybody. Now you have a healthier option that tastes better. But I don't think they're going to do that. You know, Coke's always going to have sugar in their main line. Uh, Heinz is always going to have traditional Heinz. Um, and that's just the way it's going to be. We're competing in, you know, this is our one product. It's the best. It's without compromise. And you know that every time you have it. Yeah, and it's honestly like most other food brands, as Evan attested to. Like, we're not, like, we're, yeah, we're selling ketchup, but we're really selling the habit of buying the same ketchup every time you run out of ketchup. So, you know. Like you're so people, people live their whole lives eating Heinz and then they come across us at a farmer's market or they see an ad online and they're like, never thought about trying another ketchup. And then they try and they're like, I'm never going back. What's their favorite response to the farmer's market? And they say, they're like, which, oh, I don't like ketchup. Well, there's two. They say, the other people will say, we don't like ketchup. Oh, yeah. We say, well, come try ours. Cause usually they don't like ketchup because it's either too sweet or it just hasn't jived well. And they really like ours. Um, or they're like, no, I'm Heinz all the way, you know, there's no way it's better. And maybe it isn't, but it is different. Um, and people seem to really, you know, like that as well. Like we don't have the statistic, but like when we were at the Wisconsin State Fair, we had thousands of people coming in sampling every day. And I'd say it had to have been 95% of the people that tried it liked it. Like if you don't, like the only the only case where they wouldn't is that the people that are like, I don't like tomatoes. Then it's like, that's kind of hard <laughs> Which to argue is, with. You'd be surprised. Really, yeah, people yeah. don't like tomatoes. They have They're like, oh, we want to try or... your ketchup, but I don't like tomatoes. I'm like, Okay. It's going to be tough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have a product like, for that. It's made with celery. It's not to make <laughs> So besides the supply chain issues, what's been the biggest problem you guys have faced? Oh. Um, well, supply chain is one of them. The, the okay. second one is we were producing at a facility in 2020. Uh, I'll tell you about 2020. Yeah. 2020, we did $7,000 in revenue. Okay. It was the same as the year prior. And we only did that by selling T-shirts because we couldn't get product. And it wasn't as simple as supply chain issues. The, uh, the co-packer, I, I won't name them, but the co-packer we were going to go with, not the current one that we have, um, basically kept pushing us off, you know, our production day off and off and off in the future. And at the same time we did that, we've been producing a commercial kitchen before. Um, we lost our license for that. And then the FDA wasn't doing in-person inspections. So, you know, we, we couldn't produce. Um, so that was a problem and our, it continues to be a problem is that we're actually now getting pretty close to maxing out the facility we're using now. Um, and so we're looking, we've talked to a couple of places in Kansas City, around Texas, in expanding our, our capabilities, or even maybe going back to that place, hopefully, you know, rectifying anything yeah. that happened. But um, it's really, it hasn't been a problem of demand. It's really been a problem of supply. And it's not just supply chain, it's actually getting the production run going, having it done right. When we did it at that previous co facility, that co-packer, over a quarter of our product was defective, had to throw it out. And it was the saddest thing, because, you know, food hungers, you know, and hunger is yeah. a big deal in America. And I was like, you know, the seal wasn't right and you can't sell it. So we had to toss, you know, bags and bags and bags and bags of ketchup. Um, so, so yeah. Yeah. It all boils down to cost, like getting our costs down to be able to pursue more opportunities. Yeah. Really. What do you think, Jack? It's the best ketchup out of all of those. And the, the other one, the hot one, yeah. that's, I love the hot one. That's a fantastic ketchup. Really, really good. I like it. I think that, uh, the the question like you know one hundred thousand dollars for ten percent stake I think twenty twenty oh twenty twenty percent yeah, stake it's you're, it's so hard yeah. for me to put a value on it because I don't really know what I'm doing but uh, <laughs> but I know that the ketchup's good you guys seem like good charismatic people I believe in you guys especially yeah. not only just the business but you guys just as business owners uh, I think there's no reason why you why you shouldn't be doing really well if you guys don't get funding. But also at the same time, it's like if you're just rolling the profit back into the cost of production and stuff like that, I just don't understand. It's, it's hard for me to understand why you guys wouldn't be able to, like you said, take advantage of economies of scale and like get the cost down. And yeah. Like, like, why like wouldn't that? you just I take out a loan? Uh, you could take out a good credit card right now. And yeah, we, that's we exactly have, how. Well, yeah. Yeah. so it's not that simple. We're 19. We just got our first business credit card, $7,500 limit. Mm -hmm. And I just want to point out Student okay. loans. Student, well, there's that. Yeah, you which use, is... You could use your student loans. Well, you're not supposed to. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully they're not watching. Um, <laughs> but, uh, okay, we started this business with $5,000 each. Right. Okay, we've grown it to, at least this year, doing exactly what we did last year, $100,000 in revenue business with only $20,000 in debt. And sure, we can take on more debt. You know, we got a lot of debt from family and friends. Um, 
But you have to understand that the, the gap from producing 2,500 bottles in a run to 50,000 and supplying a couple independent retailers to 500 whole food stores isn't 10%. You know, if, if you're making a profit of 10 or 20 or 30%, it's really hard to cash flow that, especially with other expenses. It's really, you know, once you get to that point, then, you know, okay, well, if you're doing 100,000 in revenue, 30,000 profit, it's a lot easier to maneuver with things. So for us, we've been doing the best we can. We've cash flowed everything. I mean, we've, we've literally taken nothing out of the business. And, you know, we're, we're doing fine, but we really want to take that leap. And it's not as simple as saying, hey, we'll supply a couple pallets to you and whatever, because we can't even afford to put in the inventory uh, that run. Yeah. Uh, everything Evan just said, but and it, it's not just the money either. Mm-hmm. Like we are, like we've been actively looking for a strategic partner to, to be with us. Um, and somebody that can actually provide value, which I think that you obviously yeah. can, um, especially on the e-commerce side, uh, is that something that we really haven't explored. Like we, yeah. we don't want, we don't want just like, like what's got like dumb money, like somebody just throwing their money in. Like we want somebody who's going to be actively engaged and, and, um, yeah, be able to I worry that e-commerce is really difficult. And as, uh, cause I know from bankroll, it's like, even if you sell it and we have, uh, we've been testing market first of all facebook ads are horrible right now they were so expensive that for the first time ever we lost money on facebook ads because the cost was so high and ad rates are going through the roof because of the apple update so just like everything is just it's stupid expensive um so we stopped doing that but it's just the margins are so bad with with shipping and you have to sell a lot of it um are you i mean here's a hundred thousand dollars is more than i wanted to spend i mean i because I, I put on the instagram uh post it's like fifty thousand where i thought like that was probably the cap um do you need a hundred thousand dollars is that um, like, i can to tell really, you, to I really can, get done what you want to do is that look i'll tell you this a yeah. hundred thousand is probably more than we need and that's a cushion to do I'll just tell you the numbers. Yeah. If you do 50,000 bottles, of inter- if you didn't do 25,000, and it's about $2 a bottle or a little bit less than that, that's $50,000. Now, you know, we probably do like 20,000. We have 20,000 empty bottles in inventory. And actually, that to go back to your question before, when COVID hit, we had all these supply chain issues, and we're a really small brand. And they were like, hey, if you don't order bottles now in bulk, you're not getting them for 54 weeks was the lead mm-hmm. time. So we spent a lot of profit. We spent almost all of it, and we'll, we'll show you yeah. to you in the balance sheet. We have $55,000 in inventory of raw materials ready to go, um, except for tomatoes and then, you know, obviously the production. Um, so we bought all these empty bottles. We have those sitting around, um, and, and that's where we're going with that. But um, 50000 actually would probably get it done for at least a start at a larger run in a coal packer. Definitely for the inventory because most of the coal packers that we've spoke to have at least a minimum of 20,000 bottles, which would yeah. be about fifty. But so we could, But we could fill those you know, with the funding pretty much almost immediately, I'd say within a month, we could, we could have everything ready at that facility, ready to go and fill it. But as we kind of alluded to in the the last slide of our presentation, like there's other things that there's other places that we would allocate the funds. And part of that would be going to e-commerce, getting into Erewhon and Whole Foods and new grocery chains and even distributors. There's a lot of kind of hidden costs in that and getting actually the, the shelf space. So that and then some product development stuff. So it's not like it's only going to um, to the production. Do you know how much you would make if you sent, like, let's say twenty five fifty thousand dollars worth to Erewhon? How much that would equate to in profit? Because I, I guess they would. Well, we have a profit margin of thirty percent, but so, not. To, but I'm guessing not to Erewhon, right? They would no, want to well, buy that's, it. So. That's a shipping, and then they want yes. a little bit less. Um, so. I'll be honest with you, our first step wouldn't be going to Erewhon. It'd be, we have Circle Distributors. They have 350 stores in the Midwest that they're like, well, when you're ready to go, we can go. But we don't, again, we don't have the inventory to to do that. Um, So at at those stores, especially, it'd be 30%. So um, on 50,000, you know, if we're producing for $2 a bottle, uh, or not 50,000, 25,000, let's just say hypothetically we used all 50,000 for inventory. You do 25,000 at $2 a bottle, it's 50,000. Dollars of inventory, and those that 2.5, we'd actually we'd have a higher margin. We'd sell it for about 3.75 uh, wholesale, and they would sell it for 5.99 or even less. So, uh, 3.75 minus uh, two is 1.75 times 50,000 is it's 80, 87, 80 yeah. yeah, on that inventory. Okay. So, a lot of 
that would be our net margin. Now, granted, ideally, if we get our price done to that, we'd probably be at three ninety nine, which means we'd probably be selling closer to like $3, you know, wholesale. Um, so you're making a dollar a bottle. So about 50 grand in return on a, if it were all used for inventory for 25,000 bottles. So 50 grand, you'd get back how much? 50, a dollar a bottle. Yeah, that's our margin. Now, right now it's, it's a little bit less because again, our facility in Hudson, our bottle is $3.3. So mm-hmm. if, we, if we didn't have a reduction in costs and we stayed at three, hypothetically around three, um, we would be making uh, you know, just over maybe, well, we would be breaking even or if we're selling at the price we are now, which is what our margin is, we make about $1.2 a bottle still. Yeah, my one thing is I don't really know anything about ketchup um, or about anything in the retail space with grocery stores. I actually really like the ketchup a lot. I like the spicy one the most. Spicy one's really the good. The spicy one is really good. Uh, that's my biggest hesitation. My only thing with this is that um, I would want to, if I, if I did this, it would have to be with Jesse Wolf. And funny enough, he was on Shark Tank because he had a company called Odang Hummus. I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he picked me up from the airport. And it was wow. so cool. He did a deal with, uh, I think it was Robert and, um, oh, who's it? Why am I blanking on the other lady? Not Barbara. Lori. 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 Yes. Yeah. Robert and Lori with Odang Hummus. And in negotiations afterwards, apparently, you know, I, I, I think I could probably say it, but, but it ended up not going as planned. But anyway, I think a few years later, he uh, sold the company. Wow. And then now he came out with something different. But it's it's similar to this. It's not ketchup, but it it pairs kind of with ketchup. And and so like, if I could do this with him, if if he would be interested, I would I would do it with him because I because he's done this before. I've not, mm-hmm. and I'm worried. It's like if, if I throw money at this, I know I'm sure you guys could go and and fulfill those orders. But like, could I help beyond that? I don't know. I would right talk now. to him. Yeah. Well, it's Florida. I mean, it's Florida time. I could. I could. Well, see. I'm in Florida time too. You know, yeah. yeah. All right. So I just sent him a text. If he doesn't get, he should see this and and see it uh, quickly. So. Well, we'll that's one yeah. thing. I, I don't know who's all in your network, but oh wait, here he is. Hold oh, on. Man. All right. So I'll put him on the speaker. Yeah, I'm gonna put you on the mic. Hey, what's up, man? Hey. Okay. So this is uh, super weird. But uh, your name came up in a, a podcast that I'm filming right now, and you are on camera. Is that you okay with that? Yeah, man, absolutely. <laughs> okay. So uh, remember I was telling you in the car that I wanted to do like a Shark Tank-style pitch? Yep. Well, I anyway, that. I, got, uh, I got two young gentlemen here who pitched me a product that's somewhat similar to what you're doing. And okay. I actually really like it a lot, but I would have no idea what to do. And you don't have to give me a 100% answer now. But I said okay. I wouldn't do it unless you and I could do it together. But it's a ketchup. It's called it's called ketchup please, and it's basically got no sugar. It's extremely healthy. It tastes really good. They got a spicy version. They got a normal version. We did the taste test between all of us. It's good. Um, they basically need money for more inventory. But uh, but yeah, uh, I I like it. I'm just curious. Uh, from your experience, how difficult is it to sell something like that? Because you did hummus. How difficult is that to sell in stores uh, and scale up? So I've done products, you know, across, you know, at this point in time, several categories in a retail or direct-to-consumer setting, if you will. Um, the thing about condiments that are really challenging, whether it's ketchups or mayos or dressings, they're low-velocity items. And it's really hard to scale a low-velocity item. So an example of a high-velocity item would be like um, potato chips, right? You open them, you usually kill the bag within, you know, one, two sittings, right? Um, You know, coffee. Coffee is another one where it's a fairly high-velocity item, right? People consume coffee like crazy. Ketchups, mayos, condiments like salad dressings, you know, think about it. How often do you actually finish an entire bottle of salad dressing? Most of us end up, you know, either buying 17 of them and throwing out the three or four we never really got a chance to finish or whatever, right? So they're challenging in that aspect because they are a lower velocity item. Secondly, the the brands, right, the iconic brands like, you know, we'll take Heinz, for instance, in the ketchup space, people are really ruthlessly diehard loyal to these iconic childhood brands that we grew up on, and especially 
so in the condiment space. Mm-hmm. Again, with chips, there's a million varieties and different occasions, whether it's tortilla chips or potato chips, you know, whatever. With ketchup, it's ketchup, right? You know, you grew up, you like Heinz. It's really hard to break that consumer away from Heinz. Um, that's what we have found, like, when we've done our products in the past. And, you know, our salad dressing uh, brand, for instance, had a really hard time gaining traction with the flavor of ranch. Even though we made this super healthy, way better for you ranch product, you're really fighting a hard uphill battle against a company like, you know, Hidden Valley Ranch, for instance, because, again, it's an iconic product, uh, and you're not using it that often. And when you do use it, you're using it pretty sparingly, right? So condiments in that realm are really difficult from a consumer behavior standpoint to break the consumer's behavior. Um, So that's the challenge with condiments, and it's kind of a space that I'm – a little skittish on moving forward just because, you know, we, we went into it. We're still in it with the original Odang brand. Uh, and you just have to find your tribe. So like for us, we fit really well into the uh, plant-based movement. You know, that was like something where, where we took, you know, the dairy free out of it and, you know, kind of hit the allergens and so forth. Um, there are like ketchup going back to the products these guys are talking about. It, it could be a great product, and I'm sure it is, and it probably tastes awesome, but it's a, um, it's a hard product to scale um, unless you have a tribe that's really diehard. And an example of a diehard tribe would be like Paleo. Back when Paleo was really mm. big, there were a couple brands like Primal Kitchen that were able to you know rally a tribe of people looking for a Paleo product, uh, and they were able to succeed in, you know, the, the space um, keto, you know, keto is also really massive for a while. You know, we're seeing it kind of starting to you know taper off now, but that was another time to make like a keto ketchup, for instance, that had an opportunity to, you know, build a tribe and kind of compete with the Heinz and those guys. It can be done, but it's just a really slow category with, um, uh, you know, some pretty gigantic, you know, uh, Goliaths in there, if you will, that we've grown up with. So it, it's interesting. I would love to try the product, and it's not to say it cannot succeed, but it's definitely quite a challenging category to be in. I'm curious, though, is it worth it to sell condiments online? Because I said with with coffee, it's just the profit margins are so thin with, with shipping. Or is yeah. it better for something like this to go in store? Condiments would be tough to do direct to consumer, but not to say it can't be done, and one of the brands, you know, I'll, I'll speak to for them to look up is Truff. I think Truff did something very um, unconventional in the CPG space. You know, they made a uber premium hot sauce. And by, you know, putting truffles in it and having these, you know, big price points, you know, they were able to create a direct consumer brand out of something that normally you wouldn't be able to do very easily. Um, so, you know, there's that aspect of it ketchup of their variety you can do it retail but you'd want to go through like you know your your better for you health channels almost immediately right so your your whole foods and your sprouts and you know your fresh markets those you know higher end stores that focus on cleaner label better for you food products would be your springboard into retail and probably the better route jesse thank you so much uh i really appreciate you taking a call now at almost 11 o'clock your time so, no worries, man. Thank you. Um, you'll get a shout-out here in the Iced Coffee Hour. We'll put your uh, Instagram. Guys, go and follow him on Instagram. And uh, I'll see you soon in Vegas, hopefully. Yeah, sounds good, brother. I appreciate right. you guys. I'll see you. Talk to you soon. Bye. That was insightful. Yeah. My God. My other thought, Graham, was like yeah. when they were talking about looking for a new co-packer, I don't know if Noel does ketchup. I, I'll talk to Noel about it. I think at this point I'm probably going, as much as I love it, I'm probably going to pass. I'm just worried it's it's I wouldn't be able to add the value from the retail perspective. And I was hoping Jesse would be in or it'd be like a very easy yes, because he he's navigated this like multiple times. So I would yeah. trust whatever he mm-hmm. says. He's kind of done it and can probably replicate it. I really like it, though. So and I have a feeling on the bright side, I think you're going to sell a whole lot of these. Well, so yeah, yeah. I, I know, home, I know because uh, we've never done something like this, but I mean, this could flop or it could Get like a, a few hundred thousand views. I don't know. But regardless, I guarantee almost everyone watching this yeah. is 
is probably going to order something. Well, but it's like the amount that that it would probably make sense for me wouldn't make sense for you guys to give up that amount of equity. Um, fifty grand would probably be. A lot. I just wouldn't want to take away that much. I think honestly, it's worth more to you guys to keep the equity because I th I think most likely you'll get a better offer after this. Well, and I, 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 that's fair. Yeah. So the people at home, you know, if anybody wants to invest, uh, and Go also to, any food facilities, I mean, we, we have a couple we're talking to. to. Yeah. Yeah. We have a couple we're talking to, but if anybody out there is watching it and they're like, hey, I pack hot sauce or barbecue sauce and I've got line space. and Restaurants, price, restaurants yeah. retailers. If you're sitting at home, you want to try ketchup, please go to kpketchup.com. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate thank it. You thank you. So can can we keep a bottle of ketchup? Or? Oh, or well, yeah. I told you. Our All purpose right. was to yeah. give you a bottle cool. of ketchup. Thank you. you know, we got, some, we got right. some shirts for you guys. All right. No way. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So uh, our ask is $1 million for 0.1% equity yeah. in our company. This, yeah. I'm sure you guys can tell this This puts us at a valuation of a $1 billion. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so. And we flew here today we, to tell you exactly why it's worth it. Um, it's because we, there's a problem, right? Yeah. Inflation is bad, right? Recently, you've been talking about it in videos, right? Yeah. Everyone knows gas prices are high. And recently, those videos that you've been talking about, specifically, it's mainly coffee, you know, in the, when you're talking about bankroll. So we know, that you, we know that you guys want to offer bankroll, for the price that you're offering bankroll for, you know, mm -hmm. like we, we, that's clear, right? Yeah, we know. And it's, it's crazy that even with the inflation prices and the, of, of the coffee, that you're still maintaining that, that low cost that you wanted to achieve, yeah. right? So props to you. Um, but inevitably, right, like if that keeps going, right, you're going to end up having to spend out of pocket, it's going to be crazy. And it's like, what are you going to do? Right? So we have a solution for you in the form of a whole array of products that you can that you can sell okay. uh, in order to compensate against that and and hedge against that cost. And you can continue to sell your bankroll for the same price. You can continue to go. We wanted to start with the way everybody starts the day. Um, breakfast, right? We think that everybody could start the day with the Ice Coffee Hour podcast, right? So that's what we're brainstorming, right? Okay. So, so what we came up with was Ice Coffee Hour Crunch. Wow. I love this. Is this uh, like Captain Crunch, just like a rebranded or? Oh, it's Ice Coffee, Ice Coffee Cereal, man. Oh, that's nice. So, Packaging, so, okay. So, feel that, feel that. So maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, you know, maybe it's not, maybe it's not clear. Maybe we need to move on to other, so like. You know, cereal, oh, not everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It says, help Jack reach Graham. <laughs> I'm curious. It should be help Jack find his date. Help Jack get to God. the gym. No, I, uh, I, what's in here? What, what's in the... Uh, uh, so th listen, this not maybe you guys don't maybe you guys don't like this maybe you guys don't like this it's it's fine. What's in the so, box? So listen, so so <laughs> if, Crunch, yeah. if if you if you don't like that right, and maybe it's because what did you guys have for breakfast this morning? What did you guys eat? Did you eat uh, breakfast? protein bar? Yeah, so something convenient, right? Yeah. Something quick. Not everybody can pour milk in a in a in a bowl of cereal, right? So we contacted <laughs> a company that we got in contact with them, um, and. We came up with a prototype that we've never even seen, like, and we're gonna have you guys open it on on air right now for yeah. us, um, and that's um, this right here. So we want you guys to open it, check it out. Pop we haven't even seen it, so I'm kind what of excited that? to see it. So it's Pop Tarts. Yeah. By the way, it says it's made with real money on the front, the front of it, on the front. Made with real money. Look at the ingredients, by the way. Rice, melted corn, uh, sugar. Right. So All check right. it out. Open it up. It's like a, unboxing a uh, Pokemon pack. Do I do I flip it around? Which one's the hollow? <laughs> no. Oh, no. Oh my way. gosh! <laughs> How did? <laughs> Hold on. So yeah, I mean it's crazy. They they you know right, it's well, just we yeah that's it's awesome. How, that's the first how, time we've seen that. Oh, I was hoping it's it's me and no. Jack. No, so oh, yeah, wow. so yeah. Anyways, anyways, 
We also God, came up with a couple. Hang on. We we also came up with a couple of new flavors. What's right? in the box? Listen, <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> matter. This is it's it's iced coffee. I want to taste it. Cereal. I, I want to taste you can, it. You can open the box. You can mess around with it if you want. It's made but, with real money. But I gotta tell you, I gotta well, tell Jack, you about Jack, these new flavors. Wait, wait, Jack, Jack, let's okay. see the new flavors. I gotta tell you about these new flavors. All right, what are the new flavors? Not everybody likes plain coffee, right? I'm not a big coffee drinker. Um, but we figured, you know, bankroll could use like some exotic flavors, you know? So we came up with a couple of flavors for you. So um, we're starting off, you know, red velvet. Okay. Right. <laughs> We've got millionaire matcha. Right? Okay. That's a good name, actually. Okay. We've got caramel capitulation. You, okay. even, you know what capitulation is? <laughs> got no idea. <laughs> it's when the, dude, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It, yeah. it doesn't matter. We got sushi night because we know how much you guys love sushi. Right? Yeah. yeah. And last but not least, we got taco alarm clock. Because sometimes you need coffee and a fiesta, you know? <laughs> All right, now to set the That's little, on brand. little right. change of scenery. All right. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We have bankroll candle. You can, no you can open it up. Let me see smell this. it. Yeah. <laughs> With my Robin Hood portfolio. How'd you guys get that screenshot? <laughs> oh, yeah, this is right after you buy Robin Hood stock. Uh, can I have yeah. Can you scoot towards yeah, yeah, yeah. Smell that. Yeah, smell that. What does it smell like? Coffee. Smells like money. Mocha. Smells like money. Yeah, it smells like mocha. I I actually really like that. (laughs) Does that light? Yeah. Yeah. It's a real candle. Of course, yeah, yeah. It's got it's got metal in it. We were gonna bring a lighter, but we were like, we're actually gonna bring a blowtorch. Yeah, but we were like, I don't know what goes on a podcast. What's funny is that there's a Canadian penny in here. You know that? Oh. Do you know that? <laughs> I don't know. We to, I guess we didn't we'll, know we'll talk to the guys. We'll talk to the guys. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah this yeah, Canadian. So, okay, yeah. so like, we, we, everybody needs a candle sometimes, right? You, you got to make the smell uh, in a room smell better, right? But you can't, you can't, you just can't light a candle everywhere, right? right? It's you can't light a candle in your car. So what we came up with was the Stefamily air freshener brand. Okay. Okay. We've got. We've got oh Graham. My gosh. We've got Jack. <laughs> we've got Macy. Oh my gosh. And we've got Alex. Look at you, Alex. You guys can, you guys can open that up and smell it. No. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't smell it too close if, if it's, it's pretty strong. It is strong. It's pretty strong. Right. But you want me yeah. to? I'll open mine. Sure. And I smell. It. I'll be, I'll be honest. This, this is amazing. Really, this is really cool. So I want to be really careful with it, though. He really wants to get in there. (laughs) I'm I'm dying to know what's in the box, man. (laughs) Because I'm hungry. Ice coffee hour crunch, man. Oh, that smells good. Smell it, Jack. That is nice. Yeah. 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 Also smells like money. Vanilla smells like money. Yeah, it smells like money. Yeah, big time. That's the whole thing. Smells like money. Yeah. So now that now that we have now that we have the room smelling good, right? Now that we have it smelling good, I want to pose a question to you, right, Graham? Bankroll, right? You guys sell coffee beans, right? Mm. Right. But have you ever considered selling coffee beans? <laughs> no. <laughs> These are bull run beans. <laughs> Bankroll coffee flavored beans. Oh my gosh. <laughs> is there any? Oh my gosh. This is hilarious. This is cool. <laughs> <laughs> that looks so good. Anyways. So yeah, we we wow. also wanted to do a product that no YouTuber has ever done before. Yeah, right. It's it's cr- actually crazy. It's like cr- this is the most profitable idea I've I've I think we've ever thought of. We thought of it a couple of days ago. We're like, this is great, right? So <laughs> we've got bank bars. Right? No way. So so oh. there's we've got, we've got, we've got uh, you guys can open them up. You can do whatever you want. We've oh got, really? Yeah, gold yeah. flavor. We've got silver flavor, and we've got you know copper flavor. <laughs> Twenty dollars plus tax I, for one. Listen, listen. This That's is a capital. premium He's product. Of capitalism, right? Bar. This is a premium product. Um. Anyways, yeah. I mean, no, <laughs> no other YouTuber has ever thought of this idea. It's like the, it's the biggest. You know. Oh my gosh. Um. There's. The yeah. There's thirteen hundred calories in this. It's a premium. What product. did you? We, we want to pack a punch. <laughs> you have you were hungry, so you, know, you have nine hundred and twenty-four percent of your total it's fat. A, it's zero about efficiency, right? You should time is money, right? You spend all that time eating. So right? do you yeah. take like a, just a little oh nibble God. of this, and you're good right, for just the, a yeah. little bit, just a little bit, like a crumb? You think he would be pissed if I if I? This is expired <laughs> by three years. Oh. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Maybe it's. Did you make this three years ago? I don't know. 
<laughs> you make it expired. Maybe. It maybe. comes expired maybe. by three years. Maybe. Um, but anyways, you know, with the caloric value of that, right? If you eat the whole bar, you're really, you're going to need to get to the gym. Right? And Jack, Jack, specifically you, right? This is where we think you come in, right? I'm a trait. We think that you need to open up a line of Jack related supplements. So this is Jack pre-workout. <laughs> Jacked pre-workout. Oh Flavored gosh. like iced coffee. <laughs> Should I try some? Yeah, I'm, dude, you you're can. gonna be up all night. If you is, can. That, is that pre-workout? It yeah. really is. Yeah, it's oh, dude, you're gonna be up all night. Iced coffee flavor, man. Whoa, that, bankroll I, coffee. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> is it good? Yeah, dude, it tastes really good. Really? Actually, yeah, it'll get you pumped. I don't want to be up all night. No, man, you're good. You're good, dude. So, how does it? How does it feel? Oh my how gosh! It, what does it taste like? It tastes really. It good. tastes like uh, like uh, money. money. Yeah, it yeah, tastes like, like money. money. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. That's exactly that's what we're really, going for. That's really good. So coffee. you can't take eighteen plus. You have to be Listen, eighteen. You have to. <laughs> to take yeah, this? you have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's what what happens if you are an eighteen? We're gonna make a children's one, but we just didn't have the time. It's okay. Three scoops of this? Yeah, man, just big ones. In two hundred fifty milliliters of water? Yeah. Next thing we were thinking about, you know, coffee is. A really complex food. It's a really complex drink. Um, a lot of people have, uh, you know, different feelings towards different coffees. They have different coffee flavor preferences. Um, and we thought, you know, for those people, why can't everything taste like coffee, right? So this is another really <laughs> unique product, right? We have we have uh, in the in the bag here. This is this is coffee fi. You can put this. You can put this on your on your pizza. You can put this on anything you want, and it'll taste <laughs> like coffee. Really? Yeah. So it turns a moldy pizza yeah. into a great pizza. Yeah. Well, no, it's, couple, it's just black and white, so it's like unflavorful, and then the flavor comes. This to is life forty dollars. Yeah. yeah. The profit yeah. margins Listen, on this it's, are. It's it's, it's also expired insane. by three yeah. years. Yeah, I don't know. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I don't know. It's. Uh, I guess it, we need to check the dates. It, yeah, this, it, but you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. okay. It's okay. <laughs> So, oh, um, so <laughs> that's so, that's Eric's idea. You no, just no, 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 stole no, no, Eric's no, no, idea. No, 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 he did pizza no, listen, listen, no, no, listen. No, no, no. All right, so at the no, end no, of the no, day, no, wait, no, go no, back no. a slide. Listen, no, no, go no, back no. a slide. No, no, no. At, the, at the end of the day, where we're from, we're from upstate New York, right? So we have bonfires. I don't know if you guys have like bonfires out here, but no. we, we make s'mores. Um, and I don't know if you guys know, but like marshmallows are easy, like easy to find. They're literally like they're everywhere, right? Like, how much stuff this guy's got a marshmallow in his pocket, right? He's got a marshmallow in his pocket. So, <laughs> so why'd you eat listen, it? So listen, so we, we, we've, <laughs> got, to do we've got the marshmallows. That's easy, right? We've got, got we've got the bank bars. That's the new chocolate bar. You use what? What is the last thing you need, right? In the ultimate equation for a s'more, a gram, right? And this is where we think this is basically your namesake, right? And this is this is the graham graham cracker. Oh, wow! And you guys can you guys can open this up, check it out. This will be also a first time uh, first time debut here. No way! Oh my god! Wow! No! <laughs> Holy crap! How did yeah, you, you guys can take them right yeah, out of there. You guys can open that up. Yeah. I almost don't want to open it. It's no, so oh wait, it's already open. Graham, you get the Graham. <laughs> I'll coffee fi it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and we'll see how it tastes. Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> so so i know what you guys are thinking at this point right you got a table full of food right there's yeah. just all this food this. there's all this food product i'll let why, you get why a picture are you taking of it. a photo so, right now because it's so good no 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 there you go I, I got a good picture that's all i wanted to so picture. so I know what you're thinking. Like, probably yeah. some crazy company just came in here and pitched you some crazy idea, and it was probably amazing. Yeah, surely right? not. No. So, God, no. so, so, you know, I, you see all this food product. I know what you're thinking. Like, where's, where's, where's the, where's the big idea? Where's the revenue? Where's the technology? Where's, where's the, where's that real idea? Not the food, right? Yeah. So that's where we came up with the brilliant idea. We think of the Graham Stephan NFT, mm. right? So we spent days developing this nft we we let we we you know we consult we basically consulted you know we went we went to the top of the ranks right legends in the space of youtube and and web3 like gary v logan paul right we talked to him make sure 
you know, it's all, it all checks out, right? We seven hours in, right? Mm-hmm. We're working with deepfake software. We're working with three D modeling software. We're working with Unreal Engine, right? We're trying to make this NFT perfect, right? Thirteen hours in, it got a little bit better. You mm-hmm. know, still not there, but after like a ton of perseverance, a ton of learning, right? We ended up with this, <laughs> right? So, and with Graham, with with your sign off. We would love to help you sell this NFT and donate it to the charity of your choice mm-hmm. or not. We don't really care. Yeah. We can just, you know, we can just throw it away. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so at this point, you're sitting here with all these products. We're, we're pretty much done with the products. Yeah. Um, and yeah. uh, we basically just wanted to thank you guys for letting us come out here. Um, so we have we have a gift okay. for you. Um, we know that in a little bit here, you're going to be fighting oh this madman, yeah. right? Right. We're big fans of Michael Reeves, but we know that we all know here that he's probably going to show up with a contraption, right? He's probably going right. to show up with some form of contraption. He might fight dirty, and you're a respectable man, right? You're not right. going to fight dirty. Fight dirty. No, you're not going to fight dirty. But we figured we'd get you something that would help you get you an edge and let everybody know what you stand for when you're in this boxing match. So, wow, this is, this is the smash the like button. Boxing gloves. Okay. Time to smash the like button for the YouTube algorithm. When you punch somebody yeah. hard enough in your match, in every yeah, future wow. match of your boxing career, this. you'll yeah. be able to you'll be able to punch them, and you'll be able to remind the fans, you'll be able to remind yourself of of yeah. what's what's truly important. You gotta really punch them. <laughs> you gotta really punch them sometimes. Sometimes you, gotta you, some, you gotta sometimes do some you, damage. Yeah, sometimes you really gotta punch them. You know, so I like this. Yeah. So it smells good. Did you, so uh, is this regulation? Can you? Yeah, yeah, yeah of you course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we consulted. We consulted with everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, do you guys have any questions, or is this? I'm in. You're in. Yeah. All right, sweet. All, Where do we send I'll the send money the to? Bank. I'll send you the bank info. Okay, perfect. Right. Wow. Sweet, awesome. This is incredible, man. Thank you so much. I don't yeah. even know where to start. Yeah, this is like the we- craziest gifts yeah. ever. Yeah, he's amazing. In all seriousness, it's pretty crazy that all that got through TSA. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did they not ask questions? Uh, we left a note. Yeah, we left a little note. We said, Actually a we said, note. we're meeting with the up. most famous finance YouTuber in the world. We were like, we like plugged you all over the place. Yeah. We were like, so if you get a call. Oh my God. Yeah, maybe, I don't know, but. Love it. Thank you guys. I really appreciate you. it. Thank you coming all the way here. Guys. Great products. Yeah, thank you guys. Cool. Yeah. I hope that you're keeping all this because there's no way we're going to get it. Oh, yeah, we will. We're going to keep all of it as long as you get your free stock down below in the description to send them for PubKeys and Code Grant because that's worth all the way to $1,000. Can you do that more than 50 times? Because I feel like I've done that 50 times. Have you? Uh, Probably. Good. You got got your free stock too? Oh, yeah. All right, good. Thank you guys so much for watching. We'll link to your info down below in the description as well where they can watch this video. And uh, until next time. Hey, awesome. Cool. Thank you. Really appreciate it, guys. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys.